0: Hey everybody, I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey there. Thanks for joining in for another episode. Before we get into today's topic, if you haven't yet done so, be sure that you hit that follow button on whatever platform you are listening to the show on so that you never miss a future episode. And also, do me a favor and share the show with some friends, family, colleagues, and coworkers. I'd love for you to tell some others to check it out. Something you've heard me say time and time again on the show is that I'm on a mission to help you get stuff done and make things happen. It's not just about moving the ball. It's about elevating, separating, and really dominating in everything that you do when it comes to business, when it comes to life, and most certainly when it comes to your career. And if you've been regularly listening to these episodes, especially in season four, I hope you have been able to get strategies and actionable tips to really help you elevate and get to that next level. Over the past couple months, you've heard me do some things differently on this show, including some solo episodes talking about how to move the ball when it comes to navigating and thriving in your career. As a podcast host and a content creator, I think it's really, really important to be bringing value to your audience. And I've gotten so many people reaching out about how these episodes have been very helpful for them. And first, I just want to say thank you to those who have reached out and shared your feedback. And second, I just want to remind you that if you Thinking about how you can continue to develop and progress in your career, that you invest some time in listening to those episodes. As an example, this season, I did a two part series about navigating and accelerating your career, where between those two shows, I shared 10 tips and strategies on things that I did early in my career to set myself apart and to position myself to get to senior leadership roles in Fortune 50 companies while I was in my 20s. My peers, they were in their 40s, their 50s, some. Somewhere in their 60s. Now, while I'm not sharing this to boast or to brag, I do think I did some things right. And in these two episodes, I share many of those tips and insights. Also, I've done some shows on how to make changes in your life stick, how to network like a pro and many other topics. To make it easy, there are links to all of those shows in the show notes so you can go find them and go give them a listen. And if you do, if you find the information to be helpful, what I would do is I would ask you to please share these shows with other co-workers or friends, people that you know care about their career and professional development and find them useful. Really, it's about helping others to move the ball too. Now, something else that I've done on this show before is I've given you a sneak peek of what the audio version of my latest book, Dominate the Game, How Life Changes When You Show Up, sounds like, as I did two episodes where I read audiobook-style chapters from the book. One of those was for the chapter called Trust the Process. Now, that's a phrase that you've heard me say many, many times. If you're involved in sports, you hear it used quite a bit also. The other one is for the chapter on Own Your Game. And yep, you guessed it, I've got links in the show notes for both of those two shows as well, so you can easily find them and go give them a listen. I bring these up because in all the solo episodes that I've done over the past four seasons, I've never done an audiobook-style show of a chapter from my other book, the original, the OG book, that started this whole movement, Move the Ball. Now, unlike Dominate the Game, where the audiobook is not available yet, and that's why I did those two sneak peek chapters earlier this year, Move the Ball has been out as an audiobook for a couple years now. And so I just never thought of doing a segment here on the show. But then someone suggested it to me. And so here we are. Then the next question became, well, which chapter do I pick? I'm going to do something from that book but which one? I might be a little biased, but there were so many great chapters to choose from. Well, I think so, anyway. Hopefully you got a chuckle out of that or an eye roll. Trying to keep it entertaining here, but in all seriousness, I did spend some time thinking about which chapter I wanted to do on this episode, and I ended up narrowing it down to two. Those two chapters were Think Before You Punt, and play the full 60. Both of these have good points to share, but I decided to choose the latter because, well, you've heard me talk on the show with some of my guests before about the importance of playing the full 60. So, in just a second, you're gonna hear me narrate this chapter audiobook style. And the good news is, because Move the Ball is already out as an audiobook, if you like what you hear, you can go on audible.com or any other audiobook platform and you can download the whole thing. All right, you ready? Let's do this. Play the full 60. Every chapter in the Move the Ball book starts out with a quote. So the quote for this chapter was, I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, the greatest fulfillment of all that he holds dear, is that moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle victorious. That was a Vince Lombardi quote. So now let's get into the chapter. The Dallas Cowboys are commonly referred to as America's team. According to Forbes, the Cowboys are worth more than $2 billion, making them the most valuable U.S. sports franchise. Now keep in mind that this book was written a little while ago, so that number is even higher today. Throughout the franchise's history, this team proved to fans they knew how to win. The team developed their playbook and executed their plays. Decades of strong coaching and great teamwork fostered the Cowboys' numerous winning seasons. Former Dallas head coach Tom Landry was committed to winning. During his tenure, he led the Cowboys to 20 consecutive winning seasons, an accomplishment unmatched by any other professional football team. In 1972, Landry and the Cowboys won their first Super Bowl championship together, Super Bowl VI, but one Super Bowl victory was not enough. To win this title again, he needed to execute a new play in his playbook. This play involved bringing in an assistant head coach who had the energy and the ambition to achieve greatness. Landry knew exactly who to add to the team. He selected the Cowboys' tight end who had scored the final touchdown in the Super Bowl six win against the Miami Dolphins, Mike Ditka. During the Landry-Ditka coaching era, the Cowboys proved that they deserved to be America's team. The Cowboys were a relentless force known for shutting down their opponents. Any team had better beware of Dallas's doomsday defense. During this period, the Cowboys made the playoffs eight times, won six division titles, and three NFC championships. They also won Super Bowl 12 in 1978. The Dallas Cowboys of the 1970s, they were unstoppable. In 1989, Jerry Jones bought the Dallas Cowboys, and he fired Tom Landry. He hired Jimmy Johnson as the new head coach. During Johnson's coaching period, the Cowboys, they dominated the league, winning consecutive Super Bowl titles, making Johnson one of six coaches in NFL history to achieve such a feat. The Cowboys were relentless, took chances with their playbook, and achieved greatness. Now, in this chapter, there are a few different quotes. One was from Tom Landry, which says, a winner never stops trying. So keep that in mind. I'll come back to that later. And then also from Jimmy Johnson, I have a quote that says, do you want to be safe and good? Or do you wanna take a chance and be great? So again, remember those two things and I'll come back to that at the end of this episode after we're done with this chapter. All right, so getting back to the chapter of the book. While the Cowboys were a powerhouse during the 1970s and 1990s, the Cowboys of the new millennium failed to live up to expectations. The team frequently disappointed and angered its fans. Why? The team consistently broke down during games and failed to play the entire game. And if you're a Cowboy fan, I'm so sorry because I'm sure you remember those days. The Cowboys' biggest shortcoming was mental rather than a lack of talent. The players were not entirely committed to winning. They didn't have mad pride. Now, in the book, I talk about these eight elements called mad pride, which are eight elements that I say separate the elite from everybody else. So that's what mad pride is. And if you want to check out the book, you can find out what those eight elements are. Now, the team had failed to make plays when it mattered most. They lacked mental toughness and didn't play the full 60 minutes of the game. This principle of playing until the game clock expires holds true in any situation. Executing the playbook throughout the entire game is equally as important in the playoffs where the rule is win or go home. The Cowboys have been knocked around both in the playoffs and during the regular season. The team has routinely lost fourth quarter leads and crucial late season division games. Critical mistakes during the playoffs often knock the team out of Super Bowl contention. One game still remembered by NFL fans today is the NFC wildcard playoff game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks on January 6, 2007. The Cowboys were trailing by one point. So still time to be in this game. With one minute and 19 seconds left in the game, Dallas attempted a 19-yard field goal. Quarterback Tony Romo botched the hold by dropping the snap. He tried to run it in the end zone for an unplanned touchdown. Seattle's defensive back Jordan Babineau tackled Roma at the one-yard line. Game over. Dallas was knocked out of the playoffs. So now in the book, I have three rules that talk about how to play the full 60. Those are rule number one, you must execute the playbook. Rule number two, you must make the plays when it matters most. Rule number three, you must play the entire game. One of the greatest Big Ten games occurred on November 22nd, 1969 at the Big House, Ohio State Buckeyes versus University of Michigan Wolverines. Michigan Stadium was packed with one hundred and three thousand five hundred and eighty eight excited football fans. Ohio State was the defending national champion under coach Woody Hayes' direction. The Buckeyes were undefeated and the top ranked team. Michigan's head coach, Bo Schembechler, was redefining the Wolverines football team, a team some characterized as just mediocre. Now it was game time. The Buckeyes struck first, scoring a touchdown but missing the extra point. Michigan answered right back with a touchdown and an extra point. Score Michigan 7, Ohio State 6. At the end of the first half, Michigan was leading 24-12. The teams traded possessions throughout the second half. With three minutes and 12 seconds left in the game, Woody Hayes called a fake punt. This risky call resulted in a Buckeyes first down. But the Wolverine defense remained strong and quickly squashed the drive. The Wolverines got the ball, but soon kicked it back to the Buckeyes. Ohio State had one more shot. Whoops, they fumbled the ball, and Michigan recovered. Game over. Final score, 24-12. to The Wolverines had done it. They had pulled off the greatest upset in college football history. After the game, ABC TV sports announcer Bill Fleming shouted, there it is, what has to be the upset of the century. Similar to the Dallas Cowboys, the Ohio State Buckeyes had failed to play the game. They did not execute their playbook. The Buckeyes committed an unheard of seven turnovers. Michigan, on the other hand, proved they deserved to be the Big Ten champs. They had moved the ball, they put points on the board early in the game, and stopped their opponent from scoring. The Wolverines played the entire game and had won. In life, this is how it ties back to you, in life, you must keep playing the game until the game is over. While the principles are the same, the game clock is different. You don't have 60 minutes to score. You control the game time. So now what I do in the book is I have a coach's playbook where I have four questions for you to answer as you're thinking through how you're playing your game. One is, and throughout this, we're gonna go through every single one of these questions in details. First question, is my goal still valid? Number two, what is my field position? Number three, is my goal achievable in the specified timeframe? And if not, can I delay it? How do I adjust to execute the playbook? The chapter, what does it mean to win, described smart goals, goals that are time bound. When you set timeframes for your goals, you must continually reevaluate these goals. Now let's go through those questions. Step one, is your goal still valid? What does it mean to win? That chapter highlighted Brandon Whedon's goal of playing major league baseball. After a year's playing on minor league rosters, he reassessed his situation. Whedon decided this goal should be crossed off his list. It was time to pursue something different, and he refocused on football. Whedon then enrolled in college, played football for the Oklahoma State Cowboys, and then he became the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in 2012. Whedon's professional baseball goal was no longer valid. He adjusted and pursued a new goal. Take this away from this first step. If you don't like the goal or decided it's time to pursue something different, cross it off your list and move on. If your goal is still valid, though, move on to step two. Now, I'm going to say something that's not in the book. The reason why I highlighted this is our goals, they often change because priorities and circumstances in our life change. So play the full 60 doesn't mean continue to play the game if a goal isn't important anymore. If it's not, then cross it off your list and you don't focus on it anymore and you move on to the next goal. But if it is still valid, then you're going to move to step two, which is what is your field position? You must determine where you are on the football field relative to your goals deadline. Are you at midfield with one year to go? Are you at midfield with two months to go? Are you at your 10 yard line with three weeks left? Know your field position. That's the takeaway. Most parents want to prepare their children to become the best young adults possible when they leave the house after high school graduation. Look at a simplistic example of two families, both with 16 year old daughters living at home in family. A, The daughter gets good grades, is involved in school activities, and does not get into any trouble. In family B, the daughter struggles in school, hangs with the wrong crowd, and often cuts classes. The goal for family A and family B is the same. Both want to raise their daughters to be courteous and responsible individuals in life. However, each family's respective field position is different. From the limited information that I've given in this pattern, it appears that family A is closer to the goal line than family B. Family A is past midfield, while family B is closer to their own 20-yard line. Assuming daughter B is passing all of her classes and will graduate on time, both families have two years left on the game clock to meet this goal. Let's follow these families through step three. Step three is, can you accomplish your goal by your deadline? If not, can you delay it? Families A and B understand their current field position. By applying step two to your own situation, you too will know where you are on your life's field. You will also know how much farther you need to drive the ball. Are you close to the end zone? You have your playbook. Now it's time to re-examine your strategies, what's in those playbooks. Is your plan achievable in your specified time frame? If the answer is yes, then you commit and you focus on getting into that end zone. Exercise those plays and move the ball forward. If your deadline is fast approaching, make this goal your first priority. Treat every play as if it were fourth down. Focus on making progress every day and get those first downs. You've got to change your behavior so that you can execute and cross the goal line. If your goal is unachievable by your stated deadline, what is the impact of delaying it? You need to think about that. Circumstances in our lives change. We cannot control everything. And I'm going to say, you've heard me say this time and time again on the podcast, you need to focus on controlling what you can control. It isn't game over because you can't achieve your goal within a specified time frame. Remember that the answer is simple. If you can't achieve something when you want, extend the game clock. Currently, in my scenario, family A and family B have two years remaining to accomplish their goal. Family A feels like they are on track and there is no need to extend the game clock. Family B though, eh, they're not quite sure. The parents in family B, they want their daughter to be a mature and responsible adult before leaving the house at 18. Based on their current situation, daughter B might not be ready to venture out on her own and exhibit the values her parents expect from her when she turns 18. So family B has a couple of options. They can choose to keep the deadline as is or they can delay their deadline. They could encourage their daughter to live at home for a few more years while attending college or while working. Regardless of which option family B chooses, they still need to proceed to step four and identify what adjustments are needed to their playbook in order to accomplish their goal within their defined time horizon. So what is step four? Step four is what adjustments do you need to make? Winning in football and in life require adjustments. Similar to family B, you should continually reassess your playbook and make changes when appropriate. Extending your goals timeframe automatically drives a reexamination of your playbook. How should you adjust your action plan and your strategies for getting in the end zone? You know your field position. You know your gaps, or you shouldn't. If you don't, you better start figuring those out first. Create your new playbook and execute your plan to fill those gaps. If you don't extend your game clock, take a hard look at what your current strategy is and change it up if needed. Then it's all about executing your playbook and don't stop playing the game until you score. You must have a no excuses mentality. Be relentless. So that is what Play the Full 60 is about. It's really about focusing on playing the game until that goal is no longer valid or you've achieved it. And sometimes that requires you to extend your timeline, which is okay. Sometimes we put this false expectation on ourselves that we have to get something done in a certain time frame. Now, there are times when we do have to do that and knuckle down and get it done. There are other times where you don't have to place that pressure on yourself and you can give yourself some grace and you can extend the timeline, but you're still playing the game. You're still moving forward and you're still going to pursue that goal because it's important to you. So, there you have it. That is the play the full 60 chapter. Remember that whatever it is you're looking to do in life and with your career or business, it really starts with believing in yourself and taking ownership. Those are things you've heard me say on the show before. It's about showing up to life each day and continuing to play the game, which is more than 60 minutes for us. But you got to keep putting yourself out there and being that quarterback that takes control over driving the ball forward. I can't emphasize that enough how you show up matters. I know you know this. And that's why I made it the subtitle of my other book, which is "So You dominate the game is the main title. Subtitle is how life changes when you show up. If you want those changes to happen, you've got to show up the right way. You've got to be where your feet are and you got to keep on playing. I want to say it's just that simple. There's a lot that goes into that, but at the fundamental level, that's what it's about. Believing in yourself, showing up, being fully present and continuing to play and push through whatever comes your way. I mean, I didn't get to where I'm at by just winging it. I didn't get to Fortune 50 senior leadership by just randomly taking each day as it came at me. No, I was very intentional and deliberate with how I played each and every day. And that's what you need to do as well. So here's my question for you today. What are you willing to do? And what are the sacrifices you are willing to make so that you can do what you need to in order to get to where you wanna go? There's a lot of words in that question, and I get that. And I'm actually going to share a little peek behind the curtain because that question actually came to me during a dream one night very recently. I was sleeping. That's how you dream, right? Unless you're daydreaming. And in that dream, I was talking to some guy who supposedly was a high-profile celeb, Like not anyone in particular, I don't know who it was supposed to be, but in this dream, that's what his character was. I do know that he was supposed to be some high profile person and we were both going to be filmed during a show or doing some conversation together, maybe like sitting on a talk show setting or something like that. This is where it gets a little fuzzy and I don't remember all the details, but what I do remember was that question that I posed to you is what I said in that conversation. So because you've heard me ramble on about this dream, I'm going to state that question one more time because it's one that I really want you to think about. And I have a point that I want to get to also. And I want you to write this question down because I want you to spend some time thinking about it after you finish listening to the show. What are you willing to do and what are the sacrifices you are willing to make so that you can do what you need to in order to get to where you want to go? Now, the point I want to make with this is, all throughout my life, I was told it couldn't be done. No, Jen, you can't finish engineering school while being a teen single parent. I did it. No, Jen, you can't be a senior leader in a Fortune 50 company in your 20s. I did it. No, Jen, you can't continue to climb the corporate ladder while you're working full-time, raising, at the time, three kids, and going to law school at night. Eh, Well, I did that too. No, Jen, you can't build a brand in sports that players in the NFL and people in the sports industry will stand behind and respect. Mm, I did it. Now, I share these things not to brag, but in the hopes that the no's that I've heard and the yeses that I did inspire you to keep showing up to never give up and to continue to play your full 60. And let me just be clear on this. The no's that I shared with you are only a small number of the no's that I've had to deal with. There's been so many more. So just remember that. And remember what I shared with you, those quotes from coach Tom Landry, winners keep trying. That is so important. And the other quote that I had from coach Jimmy Johnson, do you want to be safe and good? Or do you want to take a chance and be great? As you know, I'm all about taking the shot. You've got one life to live. And so you've got to make it count. Life is a one-time offer. Make sure you use it well. So take that chance, Be great. Keep on trying. Keep on playing that full 60. And just remember, there's going to be times we're going to have to go through a lot of no's to get to the yeses. And so you just got to keep playing that game. Now. If you like what you heard today as part of this episode, if it inspired you to take further action in your life, then go pick up a copy of Move the Ball and learn more. The good news is the audiobook is out, so you can go on Audible or elsewhere and download it, or you can pick up an ebook version or paperback on Amazon or some other online place. Second, because it's not about your success solely, share this episode with someone or some others who you think this message would really resonate with. Let's help others to move the ball too. Once again, I have links in the show notes so you can check out a lot of things. One, you can check out some of the other episodes that I've mentioned at the beginning of today's show. And also, if you like this audiobook style, Be sure to go check out the Trust the Process and the Own Your Game episodes from my Dominate the Game book. There's links in the show notes for those as well. One more plug. There are links for you to grab your copy of both Move the Ball and Dominate the Game in those show notes. So again, lots of things for you to check out. Go take a look at the show notes and click on those things that you find it to be of interest. All right. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Once again, share this podcast with some friends, colleagues, coworkers, and family. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball. And if you ever want to reach out to me, you can always do that on social media, on LinkedIn, on threads now, on my website, www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Always love hearing from you all and how you're moving the ball and dominating your game. And you know, I'm always here to be a resource if I can help. So just reach out. All right. Thanks again for listening today, and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends too. Next, I want you to go to getinsidethehuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.